0: Three Dog Thursday on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you in part by BetQL. Your bracket may bust, but your bankroll never has to with BetQL. Use the promo code MARCH30 for 30% off the entire year of BetQL. That's BetQL, promo code MARCH30. And we're brought to you by OddsCrowd. Are you the best college hoop better in the country? OddsCrowd is challenging you to prove it with their free March Madness fantasy betting contest with over $8,000 in cash prizes. Download their app today, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home to free daily video picks from the SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. And make sure that you subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you in part by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG, and it's legal in 40 states. Sign up at BetterEdge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, Edge.com, promo code SGP. And we're also brought to you in part by PicksWise. Follow the PicksWise Capper Contest at PickWise.com for free picks and analysis throughout the tournament from the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and more. See which expert is trending hot as they battle it out for a winner-take-all $10,000 prize. It's over at PicksWise.com. Indeed, indeed. We are back in here on the only digital radio show that loves to cover those underdogs, those upsets. And man, oh man, did we have a ton of them in the NCAA tournament. I am merely the somewhat capable host. Did not have nearly enough of the upset picks correct in my bracket, although I had a couple here and there. Uh, Oh my gosh, the right side of the bracket is just a massacre, just like most people. But anyway, welcome in. We're going to talk a lot about the NCAA tournament That is going to dominate our conversation. Senior handicapper, Vegas insider, MajorWager.com. Brian Edwards here in just a moment. Our YouTube roundtable in the middle has a couple of distinguished gentlemen. Jonathan Grella, my PR chops buddy, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers PR guy, uh, former uh, PR executive with a couple of different uh, politicians, and the U.S. Travel Agency now runs his own PR shop. I'm not, I'm not got him here talking PR or politics. I've got him talking Villanova basketball because he's a Villanova grad. And lo and behold, Villanova in the Sweet 16. So Jonathan Grella on the YouTube roundtable. Also, George Offman will be here from Chicago. George, uh, obviously a long time uh, sports. A radio reporter in Chicago over 40 years of the business. And lo and behold, Loyola of Chicago looking good right in his market. We'll talk with George and Jonathan in the middle segment. Then Brian back in our final segment with some underdog predictions that are there. Reminder, however you found the show, social media link through our partners at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Their network of shows, subscribe to this audio podcast apple podcast spotify google podcast subscribe it comes automatically to you on thursday and obviously in this case we've got lots of great advice takes etc because the sweet 16 and the elite eight do not play out until starting saturday and sunday so we stay relevant all the way through the weekend but subscribe and the show comes automatically to you on thursdays and again find the youtube Roundtable at three dog thursday all of that is done now let's get to my man, Brian Edwards, call him in here as part of three dog Thursday from MajorWager.com and Vegas insider happy NCAA tournament with five days and 52 games in the books. And we saw a lot of, a lot of guys, the little guys with the large number in front of their name, pull off upsets. Welcome in. And this is March. This is the time of the year. This is the mayhem of March where we expect the upsets and we got them. Welcome in my friend. Thanks for having me,
1: TJ. Yeah, it was a wild first weekend. I would say that Oral Roberts, the 15 seed uh, is probably the biggest story, but then right behind it, you've got the Pac-12 with a nine and one record, four teams in the Sweet 16 that are seeded number six, number seven, number 11, and number 12. And then next, I would say, You've got the disaster that has been this tournament for the Big Ten. Only one of nine are left. And I mean, we're talking another one seed gone. Uh what two two seats right? right. Ohio State and Iowa. Yep. Uh, Purdue punted by the mean green, 13th seeded North Texas. And uh then after that, you know, um I'll I'll make two points. One if you add together all of the seed numbers, in other words, Oral Roberts would count for 15. uh, Baylor and Gonzaga would only count one. The the 16 teams combined, uh, adding all their seeds together is a record 94 most ever. The previous high was an 86 and it was 89. So it's obliterated that. And then I would say, there's the Arkansas Razorbacks who are, they haven't been to the Sweet 16 since 1996. And I know you were, you know, in Memphis in the early 90s. or And, yep. you know, Nolan had that thing rolling as good as anybody in America. It, it would be like if uh, one of the Blue Bloods right now, a North Carolina or Duke, if we would say they're not going to the Sweet 16 again, 25 years from now, so let's do that math. What so will that be, what, 2046? I will <laughs> tell you, Duke is not going to the Sweet 16 again until 2046. You'd slap me. I of mean, that's how, that's how bad this drought has been for Arkansas, but it's over. You know, they were calling the hogs late Sunday night.
0: Well, and uh, and it was quite a battle for them in that matchup with Texas Tech. But there were, there were a lot of great games and a lot of great finishes. Oral Roberts obviously knocking Ohio State out in an overtime game uh, in that one. The great finish for Abilene Christian against Texas, an all-timer as a 14 seed to beat the brand, one of the top brands in all of college sports, the Texas Longhorns in that game. Uh, and on and on down the list, whether you're talking about Ohio University, being able to pull an upset or Loyola Chicago beating a one seed in Illinois. That's an all timer for those kids. And a couple of the guys on that team are from the final four team, including Crutwig, the big, uh, the big center. That's been such a contributor. You're talking about all time stuff though, North Texas beating Purdue, like you mentioned and on and on. It's just fun uh, to watch all of these upsets. All right. So let's dive into a couple of things. We all acknowledge that none of us really gave the PAC 12 it's due that's acknowledged that's understood why have they been so good as a whole in the first weekend of this tournament hone in on a thing or two Brian Edwards
1: well I would say USC's rim protection they've got multiple shot blockers um, man Oregon States just hot as a firecracker um, you know Oregon did not have will Richardson until early February so they've just been they've been a different team with him. And so they were, they were, you know, grossly, uh, uh we call it overseeded or underseeded.
0: Probably in their yeah. case, underseeded. Yes. Yeah.
1: They were under, I mean, no, literally before the tournament started, I was saying to myself, I'm like, you can make the argument. Oregon is the second best team in this region. Cause I just, I didn't trust Iowa and I, I think well, we'll see how they play this week, but I, I think it's going to turn out that way. Um, and, I, yeah, Gonzaga's had a, a very easy uh, path, obviously, so far. Um, they may make it look easy again this week.
0: All right. And, again, uh, worth noting when we talk about it later on, Oregon did not play the opening game with VCU. So that's the only game that did not play out of 52 games. Again, for all the naysayers, the fear mongers, the hystericals that you couldn't do this and couldn't pull it off, kudos to the schools first and foremost – And the uh, protocols they put in place, coaching staffs, training staffs, players, that we played again 51 of the 52 games uh, and got the tournament off and rolling. And now you're in a much better place because now you have, uh, what, 42 teams that are gone that are out of the mix uh, here, or what, yeah, 52 teams that are gone out of of the mix so it will be easier and they still may have a problem but if they do they have extra days to play with everybody's in Indianapolis a little more manageable if that's what they choose to do so uh, again kudos to the NCAA and everybody uh, that followed through with this that we got the first weekend uh, off the ground with only that miss but my point is Oregon didn't play a first game and then they came out just guns a blazing on the Monday afternoon against Iowa and took them apart uh, in their second game and it will be interesting later on when we talk about this they only played USC one time the entire regular season and didn't play them in the Pac-12 tournament so I don't know how much we really learned from Oregon USC in the and the one matchup we just have to get uh, have to get used to this back to Oregon State they've got size they've got uh, shooters two or three of them from the outside. I've said this other places, I'll say it here, though. When they won the Pac-12 tournament, we were looking at that as a slight, weren't we? And we were saying, ah, oh, look at the Pac-12. They let Oregon State come in and win the tournament. Now it looks like, man, maybe Oregon State is really good, right? I mean, that that's obviously part of it. I mean, I thought Oklahoma
1: State was the team that was, you know, hot as a absolute firecracker. I mean, their only, you know, recent losses were at Baylor and then um, against Texas in a a tight game in which Texas had kind of got a free hall pass to the finals with uh, what it was. I think it was Kansas that uh, had to back out. But, uh, yeah, man. and here I got some good numbers for Oregon State just to explain how hot they are. All right. First, they've won five in a row, both straight up and against the spread, and they've won three of those by double digit margins. All five of those uh, teams that they've beaten were NCAA tournament teams, Uh, Oregon, Tennessee, Oklahoma State, UCLA, and Colorado. And if we go back further, the Beavers have won nine of their last 11 games and are on a spectacular 17-3-1 against the spread roll in their last 21 games. Now, as an underdog, 11-1 against the spread with eight outright wins in its last 12. And Oregon State is (laughs) 15-3 against the spread with 11 outright wins in their last 18 as a dog.
0: Those are just so just pretty incredible keep, numbers right there. Keep that in mind with Loyola-Chicago being favored, and that's the first game out of the box on Saturday, depending on when you're hearing us, uh, in that bracket in, in a 12. How about that? A 12 versus 8 for a shot in the Elite 8 uh, for that matchup to follow it away um, a little bit later on. Uh, you said uh, you said uh, a couple of other things, too, about the Big Ten and the shortcomings. Some, some have said whether it is – uh, the fact that the opponents were underseated, Loyola Chicago being in the way uh, of Illinois. I know I had Tim Brando on another show on my college basketball coast-to-coast show, and he was ranting about the underseeding and how is Loyola in the way for the round of 32 game. Some are saying that. Others are saying maybe the Big Ten took too much out of itself with the grind at the end of the regular season and making some games up in the tournament. Here's a word for you. Excuses. Win your games. Ohio State has so much more resources than Oral Roberts, it's ridiculous. Win the game. Purdue has so much more resources than North Texas. Win, and it's in Indianapolis, an hour from their campus. Win the game. Illinois, the same thing with Loyola Chicago. Illinois' budget is 10 times what Loyola Chicago's budget is. Illinois has two or three NBA-caliber players on their team, or should, virtually every year every cycle. Win the game. Stop making excuses about this stuff. I'm off my soapbox. You go ahead.
1: No, I, I agree totally. Um, yeah, let's don't make excuses for the Big Ten. They, <laughs> they, they got their asses beat last week. That's all there is to it, plain and simple.
0: And how about the fact that at the very end, you had Maryland playing Alabama, flying the flag as the last chance for a Big Ten team besides Michigan to get in Maryland. And by the same token, Syracuse was like the last hope for the ACC to get through. Uh, Syracuse, known as a Big East power for like 35 years, but now they're flying the flag for the ACC. It truly is an upside down 2021. All right, uh, one more here. You've kind of been looking, and this is still good, good value, good bargain, at teams and their odds to win it all with four games to go, Sweet 16 Elite Eight Final Four Championship. Give me a a team maybe or two that stands out as a pricey buy as an underdog to win the whole thing right now.
1: Well, um, my only ticket that I have remaining from the regular season is my Alabama 40 to one. They're now at 10 to one. I I would say the most attractive um, are probably, and look, You know, I'm not saying I'm going to buy, but FSU at 25 to one. Look, they haven't been a final four since 72. Everybody knows I'm a Mm -hmm. Gator. I'm not buying it, but I could see you or any other better feeling uh, attracted to that. Um, Syracuse at 50 to one, man. Buddy Bayheim is, is, man, he is so flipping hot. In fact, this is how uh, hot he is. Uh, I got the stats right here um he is 20 oh gosh I'm trying to find it as I scroll down here TJ oh yeah okay, it's a lot uh, it's and a it, lot the last four games 24 of 43 from three-point land that's 55.8 <laughs> percent he scored 25 30 31 and 27 I like Gerard the point guard You know, if you can't hit threes, that zone defense can kind of eat you up in the tournament if you have an off night from the perimeter. So um, I would say Syracuse at 50-1 to uh, is probably the one I would maybe think about taking a shot
0: with. Yeah, and again, you're not saying bet the mortgage at the car payment on it, but it might be a fun Ooh, one. Itty bitty uh, taste. little itty bitty taste on that one. And one interesting one, and we'll credit Darren Ravel, the uh, the business, sports business reporter that's been uh, previously with ESPN, CNBC, etc. He's now uh, part of the Action Network. He tweeted about someone that has a ticket. He did this earlier this week as we're taping Three Dog Thursday. Someone has a ticket from November, Brian, and help me here, that spent, what, $50? $50? on that ticket for Loyola of Chicago to win the national championship. This was in November and got them at 5,000 to one stands to win $250,000 on a $50 bet. Now I realize you've got four more steps to go before that's reality, but how much more attractive is that when you're facing Oregon state in game number one? And if you defeat uh, Oregon state, in the matchup uh, for the bracket, Loyola Chicago would now be vying for a Final Four spot out of uh, out of their regional and and have a chance to be back in there for the first time in uh, in what three seasons? That those odds would get even even smaller and even and dwindle even more here if it were to come to fruition.
2: Yeah, a
1: quarter milli. That sounds good. Now they are at eighteen to one now, no longer five thousand to one. Um, I, I know you uh, pointed out to me that up at Prop Swap he's he's trying to sell it for fourteen grand, which I don't right. I do blame him. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, for in the meantime he should obviously bet Oregon State plus seven. He should bet them on the money line, and he should buy Oregon State's ticket, which is eighty to one. Wow. So that's what I would advise that guy to go do right now
0: or you love this or just let it ride because again Loyola is favored in that game and after if after it's over if they've won then obviously there's only three steps to win the national championship. And and that that price on the prop swap at where you app where you can buy the ticket, buy this guy's ticket, that, that price is gonna double. He's gonna ask for 28 grand. He might ask for 40 grand. I don't know on the metrics how that works. Sure, but they only got three steps at that point.
1: Well, he's only got 50 invested though, so he should be putting a grand or <laughs> two at least on Oregon State plus the points. Cause hey, yeah. he can maybe he win that and Loyola still be alive. And then, yep. if they lose outright, you're now you're holding Oregon State at eighty to one now that's could you
0: five, imagine 000. Loyola Chicago gets the win? And let's say Syracuse gets the upset of Houston. And Loyola Chicago's path from the sweet sixteen and the elite eight is a twelve and an eleven to get in the final four. and we we covered this what, a week ago? You were very much, looking at this team and saying, watch out for this team. We either covered it last week or two weeks ago because that's where they beat Miami in the 6-11 game. They then beat Tennessee as the three seed. They then beat Nevada right as the 10 seed, who had beaten Cincinnati. This is on their previous Final Four run. That
1: was a thriller.
0: And then they beat Kansas State, who was like an eight or a nine, right, that had beaten Kentucky, So they didn't exactly beat the murderer's row other than Tennessee. Here we are fast forward to 2021 and Loyola Chicago's path could be Georgia tech, Illinois. Yes. As the one seed, but then Oregon state and maybe Syracuse to get to the final four. You talk about an an incredible path for an underdog.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're talking the second weekend, Oregon state was not going to make the tournament unless they got the PAC 12's automatic bid. And the Cuse was a complete (laughs) bubble team. All year, really, hardly won outside of the carragon, but only lost once at the carrier
0: And imagine, again, if Oregon State gets the win and it's Syracuse, that's a 12 against an 11 for a spot in the Final Four, if that would happen. Both of them kind of clad in orange, the Beavers and the Syracuse orange. All right, Brian, so much to get to. Hang in there. After our YouTube roundtable with our guests coming up, you're going to come back with underdog picks and predictions. Stand by for that. Again, Jonathan Grella. And George Offman joining me momentarily on our YouTube roundtable. Brian back later in the program with Sweet 16 Underdog Pickage coming here on the show. But first, let's tell you about our friends at Winbeth, the college Hoops narrowing down to the Sweet 16, the Elite 8, and headed to the Final Four. And WinBet is live, bringing you all the action of real sports betting and online casino play produced by Win Las Vegas. Get in on all your favorite teams, the Cinderella stories, the tournament upset still to come, all with WinBet. Don't miss out on the madness. Generous promos. Odds, parlays, they're all happening right now at winbet.com. You get started today, and you'll receive a special offer of up to $500 risk-free. Terms and conditions do apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's Bet.com, and download the app. And you're going to hear Brian Edwards and I talking more about those win bet lines, including the very intriguing Oregon State 7-point underdog line with Loyola of Chicago. I also am taking a strong look at the win bet line of Oregon, another one from the Pacific Northwest, getting the 2.5 on the win bet line with USC. Check out all of those lines at winbet.com. And we're brought to you in part by BetQL. If you're looking to get an edge and make smarter bets during March Madness, will BetQL's algorithm scan thousands of data points across every game and find the best bets. Easily find the most profitable bet based on their top betting trends. If your bracket is busted, but you still have some bankroll, it doesn't have to bust as well. Just head to BetQL.com and start today. Go to the App Store or the Google Play Store and download BetQL to bet smarter, not harder. And use our promo code MARCH30 for 30% off of BetQL for the year. That's BetQL.com. The promo code is MARCH30 with BetQL. We are also brought to you by PicksWise.com. It's helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring sports fanatic wise guys who are giving you the who, the how, and the why behind every prediction on every game, every day, in every sport. And guess what? It's all for free. And PixWise has the capper contest to follow with the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and six other experts all competing for ten grand in a winner-takes-all prize. You can follow all the action and the free picks and analysis every day for the big dance by visiting PicksWise.com slash March Madness. That's PicksWise.com slash March Madness. And we're brought to you in part by Better Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what DGENs only care about, sports betting. Better is running a free bracket-style capper contest with a chance to win $5,500. Just go to Better and don't forget to let them know that SGP sent you. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV also and subscribe to the Better Than Vegas, Better Than Dot Vegas page. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV for Better Than Dot Vegas and we're brought to you in part by Odds Crowd and hopefully you entered the Odds Crowd March Madness contest for your chance to win $8,000 as Odds Crowd has plenty of free contests including a $500 weekly contest and a $2,000 season long MLB contest and Odds Crowd isn't just fantasy betting contest it's a social app built just for sports bettors. It's free to download. You can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private betting contests and more with your buddies. Just download the app for free. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds to find out more about Odds Crowd. We're also brought to you in part by Better Edge, the stock exchange for sports bets that allows you to buy and sell betting positions live like the stock market. And the best part is it allows you to bet with no vig since you're buying positions from other sports betters, and there is no house. You can play for money in 40 states and they're doing weekly college basketball contests right now. We're talking tons of hoops from here on out here on Three Dog Thursday. And on Wednesday and Saturday, pay 10 bucks to enter and each user starts with a balance of $1,000 in Edge coins to wager on the games. The player with the highest earnings takes the entire pool of entry fees. It's like a battle royal winner take all. Find the link under the competitions tab to get in for just $10. Sign up today at BetterEdge.com. Use our promo code SGP. Get that free $10 bet as well. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com. Promo code SGP. Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is TJ Reeves. As Three Dog Thursday does continue, time for the video roundtable. And I've got smiling faces with me. If you, Again, if you're only hearing us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc., come see what we look like, as I like to say on the YouTube video roundtable. I just search under YouTube, Three Dog Thursday, come find us, lots to discuss, and I enlist the help from Washington, D.C., by way of Villanova University, still very much alive in the NCAA tournament, my man Jonathan Grella, who I got to know as PR director for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we both survived, we both have survived and thrived. Brother Grella, happy March Madness, good to see you, my friend. Great to be with you, Teach. Uh, It is always good to get the knowledge, and I love the supernova stuff and everything there in the background. Also with me, I'm not sure if this is Illinois Orange, if this is a little Chicago Bears tinge in honor of George Hallis. I'm not sure what, but from Chicago, here he is, George Hoffman, who does a fantastic job with a brand new podcast, longtime Chicago radio reporter, etc. Brother Hoffman, good to have you on the show. Uh, This is Construction Worker Orange. (laughs) <laughs> Don't get run over as the crossing guard, Orange, yeah, perhaps. Got to be careful. <laughs> could be Could be both of those. All right, guys, uh, let's get right into it. In fact, you know what? I will go to George first. I will come back to you first because they are the talk of the town. There is no doubt as I share my screen for the YouTube audience right here, there they are, the Loyola Chicago Ramblers. And the Sweet 16 will actually lead things off On Saturday, of the four games, uh, before they play four more on Sunday, they will play Oregon State for a chance to be in the Elite Eight. George, you and I have been talking off the air uh, that this matchup with Illinois was being pointed to as soon as it came out. Uh, the, The Ramblers go on to win. They're alive, Illinois is not. Give me some thoughts in that town, in the Windy City, about Loyola.
2: Well, first of all, it was a bad matchup and it was a TV-made matchup simply because uh, Loyola was poorly uh, seeded. They really should have been a seven or a six seed. And a lot of people were upset about that. Bottom line is a lot of people also understood they're an extremely well-coached team. That said, let's face it, the way Illinois was playing, not only did they deserve a number one seed, they deserved a lot of people thinking they could win it all. They were playing Great basketball, not good, great. And what happens? They're taken out of the game from the get-go. And this is one of those games where you credit the coach. This is a coach's win. And Porter Moser really pantsed uh, Brad Underwood in ways you can't even (laughs) comprehend. And that's why Porter Moser's stock continues to rise. And when you take a look at what's happening in this NCAA tournament, they could win. They actually could win.
0: Yeah, It's wide open in 2021, and George and I were joking for Jonathan in the audience that Porter Moser's agent was lighting up a cigar after the Georgia Tech game. (laughs) I said to to George, think about the millions more that he's going to make if he can beat Illinois, and he did. Uh, Depending on wherever he is next year, even at Loyola, he'll be making more money. Jonathan Grella, my friend, uh, I share the screen again here because – I thought Villanova was like damaged goods and they were going to be done. And everybody in their bracket had Winthrop beating your team. But lo and behold, we see on the screen on the YouTube roundtable, Sweet 16 has Nova Nation and let's March Nova right back in. All is right with the world in March because Nova's still very much alive. Tell me more about your wounded team with no Colin Gillespie, still very much in the picture in the NCAA tournament 2021.
3: This has been one heck of a year, TJ. Um, I got to say that this team was, was primed to make some noise last March. Of course, um, that didn't happen, and Sadiq Bey left for the NBA. Um, but we still felt good about this year, got as high as number two uh, in the polls this season, and then Colin got hurt. and He's the heart and soul of the team, the point guard, the leader, the senior guard that everybody wants in March, uh, and, and we've had to pick up the pieces. So talk about trial by fire. The, the very short um, rotation that Jay Wright likes to employ has now had to expand quite a bit. And we have former March hero, Ryan Archie Diacono, who lives in Chicago. His little brother, Chris, is now went from, not, from getting garbage time, if that, to being our starting point guard in March Madness, taking zero shots uh, in this first game and then nailing a couple of very important threes um, uh, in the last game versus, um, North Texas. So, uh, so yeah, Nova's, Nova's feeling good. Uh, the, the only tough part we've got to figure out is how to beat maybe the best team in the country in <laughs> Baylor this weekend.
0: <laughs> will not be easy on that more on that uh in just a second but Jonathan uh, again Villanova's pedigree uh you and I have been around each other at Final Fours I unfortunately will not get the chance to be there due to various factors a lot of it having to do with the guidelines and so few media being allowed uh in and around the bubble that the NCAA has set up but you and I have been around these Final Fours where Villanova has won it those two were in Texas in Houston and in San Antonio where your team uh has won it and there's something to be said for Jay Wright being able to x and o and get it done this time of year correct hey uh, Jay Wright as as young
3: and handsome as he looks and he looks younger than me but he, even though he's older uh has been at Nova for 20 years now amazingly uh his predecessor who was there when I was in school uh Steve Lapis who's now who's now a broadcaster um and and Jay obviously is has, has set himself up with a hall of fame career hopefully he gets in uh, this time, I, I would expect he will, if not him, then who? Uh, but, but a really amazing blue blood program that we always thought Nova could be uh, with the great academics and, and um, the proximity to big cities in the Northeast like Philly and New York and such. Um, but yeah, the, the, uh, the salad days of Villanova basketball are, are here, and I'm, <clears throat> and I'm here for it. Um, really, really loving it, really loving this team. And, and I got to say the, the culture, what they're all about, the kinds of guys they recruit and attract and, and how he gets these really, really good players to buy into his system, to be unselfish and to play defense. Kudos to Jay, Wright. Uh, I understand why NBA teams want him and other college programs want him, but he's ours.
0: Love that. That's the voice of Jonathan Grella. You find him at Jonathan Grella. Uh, on Twitter and JAG Public Affairs. More on that in a few moments. We've got his podcast that we'll plug away. George Offman is also here, just O-F-M-A-N. George is a Chicago sports uh, reporting and radio legend uh, in that town with over 40 years in that town. Uh, here's the trivia question again. I joke with Jonathan all the time. George, the same thing. And for the audience, now Rick Patino rejoined the fray. He was no longer active in college basketball when this was going on, but now he's back at Iona. There are only four active coaches Mike Shashevsky, Roy Williams, Rick Patino and Jay Wright that have multiple national championships. When you start thinking about Jim Beheim has one, Tom Izzo has one, Bill Self has one, on and on, uh, John Calipari has one. For the active guys, Jay Wright has two, and there's something to be said for being an X and knowing and and going at it in March. We'll see how much that translates. All right, uh, as I mentioned, you're in Chicago, George you have to stand in here for the big 10 which had about 56 or 93 teams in the tournament and now they have and now they have one what happened to the big 10 not being able to at least get a second or third team into the second weekend I hate that I put you on the spot as the spokesman but here you are babe
2: uh, how do you spell the word choke in capital letters I mean honestly to have nine teams and to have a one two number two seeds and a four go down before the sweet 16 and there's only one left and a legitimate one in Michigan it's hard to describe not only did they get beat they had a couple of teams four of them they got soundly beat Illinois was one of them Iowa was dismantled hard Mm. to believe but it's also a tournament now in which you have the highest seeds ever in the sweet 16 the average I believe is just about six that's the average seed that's the highest In history and that's because it is an odd year plus they're playing in the bubble and there's something to be said about that it's it's an even court and you know it's it's hard to explain it certainly you would think that the big 10 was overrated but those were really good basketball teams that just didn't play well and as charles barkley noted and he's right this ain't a four of seven this is a one and out And if you're having a bad day and the other team is having a good day, you can be gone. And that's exactly what happened to eight Big Ten teams.
0: You're well put. And my hand is up for the audience that cannot see us, if you're only hearing us on the YouTube roundtable. I had Ohio State in the championship game in three different brackets. Me too. I was – horrified Brother Grella, George Offman, and for the audience, that they could not get past Oral Roberts uh, in that game. But that that says more about what Oral Roberts, I guess, has been doing in March. Uh, they, they've got two of the best offensive weapons. How scary is this, just while we digress for just a second on them? Oral Roberts has two of the best scorers in the tournament, and, and they shoot the ball really well. And those two scorers didn't score great or shoot the ball very well in either win over Ohio State or Florida. Now, that's a crazy 2021 thing to contemplate here for the NCAA tournament and for what happens. And I have no idea if Oral Roberts is going to be able to hang in there um, this weekend or not, but it's just – it's a harbor. Again, that's a 15-C that won a game. Uh, you have a 14-Abilene Christian that won a game, an all-time win over Texas of all teams. Their first NCAA tournament win ever is in the last seconds over Texas. It's incredible, Notice. George.
2: Notice notice, Abilene Christian and Loyola have something in common. Loyola was number one in points allowed this year, and Abilene Christian was number two. Now, granted, they play in lesser conferences, but one of those teams stole a game, and the other team is in the Sweet 16. It does
0: tell you a little bit about coaching, tells you a little bit about defense, too. Listen to my man George Hoffman with the knowledge here on the stats and defense wins championships. Uh, we love all of this. Uh, here is, as we uh, circle around to it around uh, March Madness. All right, so uh, just a couple of more uh, on this uh, before we get rolling. Uh, Jonathan, of of whom is left? We honestly, we, we know obviously that you believe that Villanova uh, should cut the nets down when it's all said and done. Should. But can, can we look at Gonzaga? Can we look at Baylor, Alabama, Michigan, and say for sure it's going to be one of them and not a Loyola Chicago and not an Oregon state and not somebody else in this wacky year. What say you, Jonathan Grella?
3: I mean, I personally believe it's, it's Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan. Um, They seem to be a cut above this year. Um, That said, if Nova can shock the world this weekend on Saturday, there was that stat about how, you know, (laughs) Nova, if they make it to pass the round of 32 into 16, that they go all the way under Jay, Wright. Who knows? Um, but uh, if Nova can if Nova can beat Baylor this weekend, then you've got the winner of Arkansas versus Oral Roberts, um, which would be great. Um, so hey, teams that have been there and that have had March success are the ones that that people fear. And uh, Jay Wright knows how to get his his uh, guys to treat it like a business trip. Um, so we're excited about that, uh, and we'll see what happens. It should be a uh, medium track beat. Uh, you know, Nova doesn't play very much up tempo, but they can, they can go on a heater and rip off a bunch of threes. In fact, they had like something like eight or nine guys hit a three in the last game, uh, different guys. Uh, and um, we'll, we'll see what happens right now. We're getting, I guess, six and a half. Um, yeah, I did my homework. So on,
0: this, so on this podcast, Three Dog Thursday, we have to take a strong look at Villanova and those points Against Baylor and uh, and Scott Drew with all the weapons, but yeah, that's good on the. Except uh, on the if, if
3: you took Winthrop in the first round, you're not allowed to take Nova anymore. You're but out. that's
0: but and, and that my includes friend, my son. That's half a million people that took Winthrop in the first round. Everybody had that. You got to, I mean, you got to allow for that because that's you get to, to, be to Seth Davis. <laughs> Take a stab right at Seth Davis of the Athletic and CBS Sports on that Beat George. Same question to you: Do you believe this is Gonzaga's to to lose a one seed like Baylor or Michigan, or are we in for a buckle up, look out, Final Four that could have two upstarts and one of them finds a way to win it? Speculate for I me. I
2: still, I still like chalk. Uh, always have, and you're usually going to get that in a in a Final Four. Gonzaga has played terrific. They score a ton of points. They've been that way all the time. They've never gone all the way. They look like they have the team. And I remember the last one that won. You know, I was how old was I? I was in my twenties when Bobby Knight and the Hoosiers were winners in 1976. It's amazing Uh to think that it's been that long that a team went undefeated in a season. And in '76, oh, they only played how many teams were in the tournament? 32. There weren't, you know, they didn't go to 64 until, what, 1985. So it's a tougher road to get there. Uh, honestly, I, I there's no question that these teams are a cut above. There's also no question this has been a topsy-turvy NCAA tournament. I am not about to sit here and make a bracket for the Sweet 16. There's just no way in the world any one of these teams right now can shock you I still like Gonzaga. I also like Michigan. They're playing really well right now, and they're they've got a great coach, Jawan Howard. But I'm telling you, Bill, you can almost flip a coin in this one.
0: And Joe and Jawan Howard with Phil Martelli, the St. Joe's coach, who's won over 500 games in his career, on that bench to X and O. That's oh, the Does that help? Flying. on the flag for the big 10 and can they get Isaiah livers back we'll find out but then again a team like Oregon State I mean the coach Wayne Tinkle and we cannot say that name without laughing Wayne Tinkle was practically fired three weeks ago and he's now in the sweet 16 playing against Loyola for a shot at how about
3: McDermott is another one who who yes could have gotten fired in may still
0: and 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 may still before it's over, but the more he wins, the harder that becomes too on uh, on that part of the equation. So again, tons and tons on the NCAA tournament, you can't go wrong here. And I'm just I'm glad that we've gotten here. I keep saying this on all the different shows, et cetera. There were a lot of naysayers, a lot of fear mongers, a lot of people that were in hysterics about even trying this. Again, we've gotten here, we've gotten there safely. Let's get the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight played and get into a Final Four because America, by the tens of millions, is watching this and needs this. Uh, It's a welcome distraction for everything going on. Let me plug for my guys uh, once more as we rock along on Three Dog Thursday with Jonathan Grella and with George Offman. And we see George Offman right here. Look at that smiling face on social media. Find him at GeorgeOFMAN. If you're only hearing us, go find him on social media, George Offman. The great new podcast is Tell Me a Story I Don't Know. And my goodness, does this man have some great guests with a Chicago kind of theme in and around sports media telling him some stories? Go find it on Apple Podcasts. Tell me a story I don't know. But uh, to give you an example, uh, you're talking with a Chicago sports casting legend that's in a bit of a controversy right now, Mark Gian Greco. He is the latest guest on the podcast. I'm showing that uh, to the YouTube audience right now. But the laundry list of guys that and gals that you have had and that you will have, I'm going to show a couple. Of more of those uh, to the audience. I think almost everybody has heard the name Mike Greenberg of ESPN. I hope so. Great. 30 to 40 minute podcast with uh, with george tell me a story i don't know on that one uh the likes of michael wilbon uh, still to come you're going to talk uh with marv albert you've had bob costas tell me a story i don't know one more plug george it is it is fantastic that you're getting to talk to these different guys and again most of the time it's it's different things about their careers uh the stories that's the idea that the public hasn't heard right
2: No, they and it's really great because once you turn on the faucet, it flows for all these guys. They start to talk, and it's amazing some of the things that they will say, Uh, and we have quite a few more that are being interviewed as I speak, lined up, Kevin Harlan, Laura Oakman, uh, Sarah Kustak, she's going to be on, I think, next week, and she's wonderful, and she has a great connection to Chicago, and now she's sitting there with the team that could win the NBA Finals in the the Brooklyn Nets, so Uh, It has been uh, a lot of fun. Uh, You've uh, played a nice role in that and I really appreciate it. But it's it's a real joy to talk to these people. And you know, when you've made connections over 47 years, you dial up a number and you say, hey, can you do this? And pretty much everybody has said yes. So I really appreciate that they're doing it.
0: Again, baseball coming. You got Steve Stone. You mentioned uh, Sarah stock uh, all over the place. Dave Wanstat with connections to Chicago. Tell me a story. I don't know if you're only hearing us find that podcast. Tell me a story. I don't know and find George's Twitter. Jonathan Grella. I love his insight. Follow him right here on social media at Jonathan Grella. Jag Public Affairs is his PR shop in the Washington, D.C. area. He would love you to know that Washington Nationals baseball season is about to get underway. The Nats, right, Jonathan, you're all fired up about this in the D.C. area, correct? Yeah,
3: baby. Uh, An embarrassment of championships for uh, my teams in recent years, at least most of them.
0: Yes, but plug them New- away, TJ. Not the New York Jets, but you'll take the Nats. You'll take the Capitals. Used to work for the Buccaneers. We got a title. Politics of Sport. Sport of Politics is also a podcast where you can find Jonathan and Jeff Embler. Find them right here on screen on Apple Podcasts. Pause uh, Politics of Sports. Pause Pod. Politics of Sports. Sport of Politics Podcast. I'm showing that to the YouTube audience uh, as well. And I also love Daily Malarkey. Find the Daily Malarkey. Dailymalarkey.com Get on their subscription list I love the snarkiness, The humor of Daily Malarkey You're not Thank full you. of malarkey But you do have some Daily Malarkey That we want to talk about All
3: right. Our skill is in pointing out the malarkey and, and using some snark brevity To shine a light on on things like cancel culture and And just <laughs> the topsy-turvy world we live in uh, so please check us out at Daily Malarkey and DailyMalarkey.com. I love uh, that. We're having a lot of fun. Four o'clock every day. You get one nugget of snark brevity, hot and fresh out the kitchen.
0: And just like hey, everybody's Hey, let me tell bracket, you something. Yeah. Let me tell you something. There's a
2: lot of connections for the Washington Nationals and Chicago. Davey Martinez, who is a wonderful yep. guy, and I have I, and I covered Davey Martinez as a player and as an assistant, you know, with Joe Madden, mm-hmm. Mike Rizzo, who's from Chicago, whose dad yep. was a wonderful human being. Gosh, I loved walking. He was a scout and was around until he was ninety plus. A great guy. You have Kyle Schwarber. Yep. You have John Lester. Yep. hey, I could tell me a story. I don't know with the Washington Nationals. I,
3: I I would love that. I'll tell you a story that I that I know about the Chicago Bulls. I grew up in New York as a as a Bulls fan because I loved Jordan and I hated Patrick yeah. Ewing and the Knicks. Well, I saw I was in Chicago a couple summers ago and I saw Bill Cartwright about four blocks ahead of me, but he's so tall that you I could tell it was him. So I was with my family and I'm like, pick up the pace, and I go to catch up to Cartwright and I say the man in the middle bill cartwright and he looks at me like hey and i was like oh you know
0: (laughs) like Like he doesn't hear it but jonathan like he doesn't hear it every every day of his life he hears the man in the middle right and let me only knew if he only
3: knew that i used to emulate his his crazy uh free throw form (laughs)
0: I love all that. I just want to let you know while you guys are talking National League baseball, I do have over my shoulder on the YouTube roundtable, the defending American League champions are the Tampa Bay Rays. And so baseball season, actually forget about the Yankees, forget about the Astros or anything else in the American League. It revolves around Tampa Bay and the defending American League champions when it all comes to it. Listen, one more time, Jonathan Grilla, uh, thank you. Good luck to Villanova. I appreciate you hopping on the YouTube roundtable, sir. Great stuff.
3: Thanks so much. Great to be with you guys.
0: George Offman, keep knocking them dead with Tell Me a Story I Don't Know, the podcast and the Chicago media. Loyola, Chicago, flying the flag for the state of Illinois. We love that for the Sweet 16 this weekend. Thank you, George. Great stuff, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, boys. Nice talking to you. It's always good to be with these guys. We will rock on on the Three Dark Thursday podcast. Indeed. Back in once more with Senior Handicapper from Vegas Insider, MajorWager.com. Love the insight of Brian Edwards as we head to the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. A reminder again, the games are not until Saturday night. Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. It is not the typical Thursday night, Friday night in prime time that we have them unfolding. Kind of be, it'll be a little different for the television ratings for that reason, too. because a couple I like of the how, power how they stand games, alone.
1: I like yes. how they stand alone. Normally on Thursday and Friday night, you know, I mean, they, they normally put them like what an hour apart, forty-five Correct. minutes apart. But you still you're watching one and you're wishing you weren't missing a play on the other. So
0: very true. So it is. It is some good and bad. So I, I like on, how it also. Yeah, I like both of those. So let's see how it does. Uh, play that way because, again, they're taking an extra day or two here for COVID testing and making sure. And then, again, it's going to end on Tuesday as opposed to Sunday before a Final Four on Saturday, but you're at the same locale. You're in Indianapolis, uh, You're know, literally walking distance from Lucas Oil Stadium and from Bankers Life Coliseum where the Pacers play uh, to be able to get back to your hotel, et cetera. It's easy, easier for all of this in this wild 2021 unprecedented tournament that they're playing okay so we laid out with you back at the beginning in a in the opening segment uh, maybe some hints some breadcrumbs on what you might like in fact in game number one Loyola Chicago Oregon State you kind of laid out some of the seating and some of the numbers we were talking about that the Beavers are attracted uh, are, are an attractive team here you're attracted to them a little bit are you not
1: yeah I'm taking them plus the seven uh at at risk of repeating myself, I'll throw those numbers out again. They are 17-3 and 1 against the spread in their last 21 games. They've won 9 of their last 11 outright. They've won 5 in a row outright wow. all over tourney teams. Uh, and then as an underdog, 11-1 against the spread with 8 outright wins. Last 12 such spots and in their last 18 as dogs, the Beavers are 15-3 and three against the spread with 11 outright wins. I will be on oregon state plus seven
0: well, and again ethan thompson the guard has been shooting outstanding and uh i, I remember hope his I daddy get... don't you yeah well and, ethan and...
1: thompson at
0: syracuse yes ethan thompson yes and so uh you know and then you've got uh alaishi if i say that name correctly in the middle that's got great size he's going to battle krutwig down low they have come to life. They found something, and it continued. Unfortunately for Georgetown, who I had last week on Three Dog Thursday, the magic, as you know, Brian, and everybody knows now, didn't continue. But Oregon State picked up right where they left off in Las Vegas with making three-point shots, spreading the floor, playing with confidence. So look out. Either a 12 or, uh, or an 8 gets into the NCAA tournament uh, here, gets into the Elite 8, uh, whoever wins that game. Uh, right out of the box. All right, so there is one underdog that you like. Uh, Give me another one that you like also from Saturday and why, Brian Edwards.
1: Well, my favorite one is Syracuse. I like them to win outright. Uh, I got them at plus 235 on the money line. Uh, right when the line became available, you could still get it probably around plus two twenty, um, and I, I bet at plus six and a half. It's down to six now. You know, Houston was extremely fortunate to survive. They had to go on a fourteen to two run to close out the game, just to barely nip Rutgers sixty three to sixty, as Rutgers' uh, uh, ineptitude offensively uh, reared its ugly head once again in the last few minutes of that ball game. But Syracuse is on fire in recent weeks. Uh, they've won five of its last six. They're six and zero against the spread. They only lost the buzzer beater to Virginia to lose by three. Um, they are. Uh, Bayheim is sixteen and six in his last twenty two tournament games. Uh, he wow. took a double digit seed to the two thousand sixteen uh, Final Four. You know, I mentioned how hot uh, you know Beheim is. Uh, from three-point land and, and his scoring. Um, I just like what I saw out of Syracuse. And how about this number as well? Beheim in his 20th Sweet 16. What a career that man has had.
0: Yeah, it is incredible. And again, and I've said this in other places, we'll say it again here. There are a few guarantees in life. Uh, death, taxes, Brian Edwards from the foul line, etc. A few guarantees in life, but... The Houston defense will be all over the Syracuse three-point line, especially early in this game. And Kelvin Sampson is too good a coach, and he's got athletic defenders. Do not leave them. Do not leave them even for dribble dribble penetration. Let them dribble penetrate. Take your chances with maybe trailing and blocking a shot or them missing the layup because until they prove that they can go buy you some and burn you with that, you cannot leave the three-point shooters that they kept – uh, destroying San Diego State and West Virginia with because it's multiple guys besides Buddy Bayheim right. uh, that are doing it. So I think Houston will make that adjustment. And I'm just, I'm glad as I've said and will repeat here and I put it on social media that uh, the Travel Mark, I believe is how you say it, is the kid that hit the half court shot to beat Memphis at the end of the regular season. I'm glad he broke somebody else's heart because he's the guy that got the put back and the and one in the final seconds to beat Rutgers. Uh, on the on the uh, the great shot and the great comeback down the stretch, and again, Kelvin Sampson's been in the Final Four with Oklahoma. He's been in the NCAA tournament before with Washington State and with Indiana, so he's got a lot of different experience in the tournament. That's a great X and O matchup. Um, on that one. And we are also taking a look at Oral Roberts as a significant doggy with Arkansas. You mentioned the drought for them in the sweet 16 back at the beginning of the program, Oral Roberts, am I correct? Is one of two double figure underdogs and they're getting 11 and a half in this one. Is this just, again, is this Vegas not believing in them with the way they've played down the stretch and, and Asmus, the, uh, the, the shooting guard is outstanding, even at a smaller size. Is that disrespect at 11 and a half when they beat Ohio State and Florida is that too high? Well, I, I think it's too high, and I'm gonna
1: be on Oral Roberts, which went to Bud Walton Arena on December 20th and actually led at halftime by double digits. They had a 40 to 30 lead at halftime, unfortunately. And this probably plays a little into why we have such a high line. Um, they are undersized and they got absolutely annihilated on the glass that night in Fayetteville uh, to the tune of 54 to 29 Arkansas out rebounded them and Arkansas had 23 offensive rebounds. So they uh, erased that 10 point halftime deficit and it ended up winning 87 to 76, but that's only by 11. And that was in Fayetteville. That was as 19 and a half point dogs. So Oral Roberts, um, they have, as I'm looking for my underdog stats. Oh yeah, here we go. Um, they are 11 and three against the spread with six outright wins in 14 games as an underdog this year. And the golden Eagles have been double digit underdogs six times, and they've gone five and one against the spread with one outright victory. So I like world Roberts, Ace leads the nation in scoring. And, um, my guy, o- Obenor, yep. oh my gosh, he was terrific against the Gators. Those two guys are elite players. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not, I, they, those two guys might play in the NBA. Um, well, and, they haven't, really,
0: really and they good. haven't shot it spectacularly well in either game, Oral Roberts, and yet they've gotten it done. And by the way, they got clobbered on the boards in both of those games. Ohio State out-rebounded them 49-32 to in the first game, and Oral Roberts won in overtime as we know, and Florida out-rebounded them 37-24 on the glass in game two, and it didn't matter. Oral Roberts won that game as well. Let's see if they can make up that difference. Uh, and can my Gators
1: shot better than 55% from the field and lost.
0: Well, and that 20 and again, turnovers.
1: 20 turnovers. I don't do and it.
0: They, and they're a team that is uh, that is excellent on the defensive end uh, as well as, an, as another way – Uh, to make up for that all right a few moments left I'm not as attracted if I if I had to pin down one underdog that I really like from Saturday it would probably be Oral Roberts taking that big of a number against Arkansas remember this is an Arkansas team that was down by 14 points to Colgate in the first half shoulda coulda woulda but late in the first half they were down and it was a game that could have gone either way with Texas Tech I think Oral Roberts could probably keep it close in that game the game that I'm going to point to is Oregon and Southern Cal, and at most places, it's two and a half, Oregon getting the two and a half. I know Southern Cal shot the lights out, 15 three-pointers made against Kansas in the game at Hinkle Fieldhouse uh, back uh, back on the weekend in round number two. But I think Oregon has got familiarity. The coaches, obviously, Dana Altman and Andy Enfield with familiarity. I know I am bucking a trend. Brian Edwards, are you aware of the Andy Enfield stat, Florida Gulf Coast and USC combined, are you aware of this stat for Andy Enfield in the NCAA tournament? Nine, I don't think so. Nine for nine against the number. Nine for nine is Andy Enfield. Free, f- feel free to use that on majorwager.com and Vegas Insider. Florida Golf Covered Coast,
1: against my Gators? I was at that, that game they against Dunk City. Covered against the Gators
0: World? with Dunk City. They did cover nine Good for nine board. against the spread. They were the underdog against Kansas. They're the favorite here. So I'm going against that trend by taking Oregon for the outright win against USC. And it bears mentioning again, even though they're from the same conference, they only played once in the regular season, did not play in the tournament. I'll take the Ducks uh, here in that matchup on Sunday night for a spot in the Elite Eight. That's the underdog that I like. Do you have another one on Sunday out of that group that stands out um, at all? I I know we haven't talked about Alabama, UCLA getting six and a half, With Alabama in that matchup, Gonzaga laying 13.5 with Creighton, and Michigan is a a 2.5-point favorite with Florida State. Any of that attractive at all or anything else?
1: No, I like how Bama's playing right now. I mean, obviously UCLA, I mean, three Ws, I'm very happy for – mick cronin in fact i think this is only his second time in the sweet 16 and he's been in the tournament a bunch so i, I love cronin uh i used to bet cincinnati unders religiously and very successfully so i've loved him forever um i think alabama is going to win that game whether they cover or not we, we shall see um you know where i'm at on the knolls and I, i'm scared to fade gonzaga yeah, uh, no. back to your oregon uh obviously that <clears throat> excuse me they're in revenge mode and by the way, Dan, I don't have the exact numbers, but Dana Altman has been a monster uh, in the tournament as well. But um, when they played, now granted, it was at USC in LA, it was 43 to 22 USC at halftime. They ended up uh, with a 39 to 25 rebounding advantage uh, in that game. They won 72 to 58 as a three and a half point favorite. But that was February 22nd. It's March now. Doesn't matter. Oregon's got revenge angle. But I, I just point that out nonetheless. Um, USC's guards played well last week, and they don't have to play great. Just don't mess it up. Don't turn, turn it over too much. Um, I'm probably passing on that game, man. I, I like how Oregon and uh, USC both looked at me last weekend.
0: All right, so again, that's the one that I would take the strongest look at would be the Oregon uh, matchup uh, there with, uh, with uh, USC. Alabama, back to them. I know you got the text message from me as did many others I was putting it on social media too you you and I love this going back to Loyola Marymount of 1990 when Alabama put that scoring run on Maryland where they were blitzing them at warp speed with the threes the turnovers the fast break that is the closest thing that we have seen to Loyola Marymount that's the way Nate Oates wants to play most of the time and my gosh did they have it going uh Brian and that's what UCLA's got to fear too they're a little more of a grinded out team they can score some but they've got a fear with John Petty coming alive for that Bama UCLA game that they may get it rolling again just like that at some point
1: yeah and Bama hadn't really had that great kind of shooting game in a while now they had a couple against LSU during the regular season not the one in Nashville obviously Um, and, and that's the thing about them they can win different ways they can win with their defense or if they have a hot shooting night uh, from three and, and they got Primo back uh, against Maryland. He had missed three games since injuring his knee in the uh, quarterfinals. I, I don't know that I saw Jordan Bruner only played two minutes in that game uh, against Maryland. I, I just don't know that he's back hundred percent healthy, uh, but you know, now he's had nearly a week and, and you know, I'm, I would think he's getting better. Uh, I mean, he came back what like three weeks ago, I guess, but um, I like how Alabama's playing. I think we're going to see them and Gonzaga in the uh, nat- Natty semifinals. And I think that has the makings of the game of the tournament, perhaps.
0: Wow. All right. We look forward to it. And again, Petty is one of the top players in college basketball who had been in kind of a funk. but he had man, been slumping. Did he come alive against Maryland? And that may be bad news for UCLA. I often like to say this, and you laugh when I do it. Some games you just look at and say, wrong place, wrong time. Maybe it's wrong place, wrong time for UCLA here with John Petty leading Alabama. We'll find out. Maybe maybe UCLA does what they have done so far to Michigan State and to BYU. And then they beat the upstarts from Abilene Christian, uh, smothered them in a great performance. And uh, Mick Cronin making a lot of friends right now in Westwood with the way that they have won here in the last couple of weeks of this tournament we have come to the end here on three dog Thursday again we have a couple of extra days before the sweet 16 the elite eight play out uh and, and obviously we don't know the elite eight matchups but Brian you're going to have great information all the way through the weekend tell them how they find out more about you your picks where they can get them etc
1: yeah uh, my twitter handle is at Vegas uh B Edwards um I've got a sweet 16 primer uh written on the homepage of majorwager.com that really dives into, I mean, not super deep on all eight games, but uh, it, there's mention and lots of trends, like the overs hit in eight straight for Oregon. And, and I uh, tweet from Major Wager's account as well at Major Wager Uno on Twitter. And uh, all my picks are available at VegasInsider.com as well.
0: Well, we love all of this uh, about you. Uh, and again, when we come their way next week we will know the final four and it will be fresh because again the schedule is different this year with all of it in indianapolis and they're taking a little extra time for this week to make sure on covid health for these teams they're going to play the elite eight games monday night and tuesday night so that'll be fresh for us when we come back for three dog thursday and get ready to talk final four look forward to it my friend good luck with the underdog picks if we've learned anything, there are going to be a couple of upsets. And maybe we're looking at a bloodbath for the for the higher-seeded teams. I don't know. I just can't wait to watch it. Brian, thank you. My man, appreciate you having me, and uh, enjoy the games. Have a great weekend. There is Brian Edwards. My thanks also to our YouTube roundtable, Jonathan Grella, and George Offman with me talking college hoops. Again, subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts wherever you get your podcast find the YouTube round table obviously on the three dog Thursday YouTube roundtable page for now we are done enjoy all the games and thanks for being with us on three dog Thursday bye